Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We're, again, just appreciative that you would give us this opportunity to come across your earwaves, come into your homes, your cars, and thank God for you. And uh, we continue to move along, Stephanie, and we're looking at Proverbs chapter 15. But before we do that, we've been doing a daily PTSD characteristic. And uh, I want to say one thing that I think, and I've been just, you know, I have a list of several hundred here sitting on my desk. And uh, but one of the things I think that I deal with an awful lot, Stephanie, is dealing with these people who think they're still the old man or old woman in their life before they got saved. And they're not dealing with that idea that God has created them anew. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So if you say, Brother Doug, what are you talking about? Some One of the characteristics of PTSD is you're stuck. You think you're still that person that did all those things, whatever they may be. But God says, no, you've accepted me, man. You know, I'll save you right where you are, but I'm not going to leave you there. So I think mm-hmm. what I think what we need to understand here is we're a new creation. When God gets a hold of us and he changes things, uh, let him bring forth a, a new uh, living, breathing uh, representative, holy temple of God Almighty, and start serving God. It's right there. He'll take care of you. What say you, Stephanie? I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah, and we we get stuck there, folks, and it, you know, it's almost like we there there's no movement. We we just give up. We we just want to say, "Man, well, I'm just this person." It's almost got a little bit of self-handicapping in there, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's, very it's, much so. It's a little more than that, though, folks, when when you're denying the power of God, you know. Yeah. Well, it's choosing if you choose to deny the power of God, you're choosing to stay a victim. Yeah, because the power of God allows you to become a survivor and then an overcomer. And that was I remember. um, And he was he didn't know the Lord as a savior, as far as I know. But that was something that was said to me. Um, The the doctor who was there stayed with me. I believe he was a psychiatrist, psychologist um, after Charles died. And I remember something. One of the last things he said to me was. You're going to have a choice in life to make going forward. And and I didn't comprehend, you know, I would have never admitted I had PTSD. I was only, you know, I was less than 24 hours into the journey um, after Charles was killed. Um, but he said something to me that I'll never forget. He, he kindly, lovingly, graciously, as we said goodbye, said, you're going to have a choice to make because your life's never going to be the same. And he said, you're going to make a choice every day. Mm. whether you're a victim or a survivor. And that's that was one of the best things he could have said to me because he was yeah. he was spot on. And because of Jesus Christ, we don't just have to be a survivor. We can become an overcomer. Exactly. And and I think folks, I I think the best point ever you just gave is uh you don't have to be a victim. 
uh, you're a survivor with God. Uh, you're a new creation. You're a new creature. Mm. And trust that, live in that, believe in that. There, There's a power that comes with that. There's a certain energy uh, that comes along with that, uh, you know, that the Holy Spirit of God gives to you. When, you. when you realize, I'm not living in that old place anymore. When you realize, I don't have to live there anymore. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that, Stephanie. They think, well, I did this, you know, 20 years ago. So, I, you know, I can't stop it. God doesn't put anybody on the shelf. And, uh, uh, there, you know, there may be biblical positions within the church or something that someone may not qualify for, but I'm here to tell you that God has a ministry for everybody. And uh, just trust in that. Be that new creation. Get out there and serve God like you never served him. And uh, praise God for that. So we're in Proverbs chapter 15, Stephanie. We move along. We're going to try and bang out these last three verses of chapter 15 today. That first one says, The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. We've talked about reproof in the ears that hear it. We've, you know, over and over again, I think God is using Solomon's word here to talk to us. Uh, You know, but not every ear will listen to correction. That's just the bottom line. Not everybody will listen to it. People don't like to be reproved. People don't like to be wrong. Those folks we talked about a couple days ago where we mentioned that, you know, they had a form of godliness, that they're arrogant, that they're unruly, you know, that they're high-minded, all these different things. They're not going to listen to that, and they're going to miss out on the blessings of, of God and life. And uh, we need to hear the rebukes of life. We need to live that. And it, and it goes on. That verse even tells us uh, you know, the wisdom that's involved with that and uh, the reproof of life abideth among the wise. It's okay to get coached. It's okay to have someone tell you, hey, brother, hey, sister, you're off a little bit on this. But, you know, some people get weirded out on this, though, too, Stephanie. Some people, you and I both know a lady that was so wrapped up in her narcissistic, uh, you know, church she went to and pastor and stuff that it completely ruined her life, life, you know, yeah. the ability to be wise, the ability to accept yeah. proofs in life. It was completely taken from her. And I'm yeah. looking at this verse. What are you thinking of? Well, I think you're spot on. Um, when you're, when you're dealing with, with someone who wants to get better, they'll listen. And again, we've talked about the fact that the reproof and rebuke reproof is a different word. It's a different, it's more, it's a gent, a more gentle approach, um, if I'm understanding it more and understanding that God allows, you know, things to happen in our lives to, to change us, to be better, to become more who he wants us to be. And where we have that ear, that heart that's, that's listening for his still small voice. And when something happens that changes our life, um, and it may seem at the time, like it's for the worst, or for a, you know, it may change it. What we feel from our human perspective, we feel like okay, it just got worse. But um, understanding that God has a purpose, and and like Joseph, seeking to listen, to have our ear open, and saying, God, what do you have for me to learn through this? And I'm not talking catastrophic things. This yeah. is saying the proof of life. This is talking as you're going through your day. It's kind of like we have our kids, you know, in they touch a hot stove. Okay. This is the oldest example in the book, but they touch the hot stove and they get burnt. Okay. A a wise child is going to say, a child with any brains is going to say, okay, that, that hurt me. I now have an owie on my finger, um, because I touched that stove. 
So I'm not going to do that again or playing with not, you know, I have boys. I could give you more examples of this kind of thing that, I mean, boys just, they're boys. Um, but understanding that it's part of learning, learning in life, growing and a wise, a wise person will say, Ooh, I'm not going to do that again. But there are some people that go back over and over and over again, knowing it's hurting them, knowing it's destructive. And so that you, this is just a very hands-on practical, um, diff, you know, it's showing the difference between a wise person and a foolish person. One person who says, Ooh, that, that hurt. There was a, there was a, a consequence for this. I don't really want to go through that again, getting a ticket, you know, a wise person will get a ticket and say, you know what? That hurt my bank account. I'm not going to do that again. A fool says, I don't, I don't care a lick if I drain my bank account on tickets, you know what I'm saying? And lose my license eventually. And, um, so again, it's just, it's just a very practical verse. It is. It's really practical. And, and, and I think something that, again, we heed today, we want to be among the wise there. And then looking at verse 32, it says, he that refuseth instruction to despiseth his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. So that same idea continuing on in that same vein, um, you know, those people who hate instruction, you know, they, they despise their own souls and lives, you know, it, it's, uh, that's a pretty strong verse right there. It's yeah. talking about you despise your own soul. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know about you, but it's, it's got this idea behind it of a soul is eternal. A soul is of God. A soul is a decision we make and it's saying, man, we, we despise our own soul. Uh, so yeah. folks be that type of person that takes coaching, be that type of person that takes a uh, reproof, be that type of person that needs to learn. We're not saying, you know, you go get beat on by everybody and their brother. We're just saying that there's godly influences within our sphere of influence. A lot of times it's the Bible, just reading the Bible. A lot of times it's listening to our pastor preach and, uh, and, and take that instruction, um, uh, you know, because it gives you understanding and makes you wise. What do you think, mm -hmm. Stephanie? For sure. Well, I, I agree with you. And, and the idea here of refusing, it's literally the idea that I don't want anything to do with your wisdom. I don't want a thing to do. It's, it's the sense of, you know, you think of a, a baby kicking and screaming, not wanting to eat, you know, and, and understanding that you know, the parent knows this child has to eat. You know, if, if you don't eat, you're going to get sick. You're going to get weak, whatever. You're going to get more grumpy. Um, but the idea of that refusing, you know, I, I remember the antics. I had some kids, man, that eating was their second nature and they would have eaten all day long. I had other kids that it, maybe it took me a little more time to feed them because they just didn't want to eat sometimes. And Understanding that when we refuse the instruction, we refuse what's going to help us to live. We refuse the wisdom that God's trying to give us via his word, via because it just says instruction. It doesn't say from a person. I think this is just talking in general, any instruction that's godly, when you choose to refuse that, there, there are dire consequences that I don't think it's pretty severe when it says it, it, you hate that word despises the idea of hate. So you hate your own soul. Okay. This is self-destruction going on right here. Yeah. It's this real. is a huge form of self-destruction. Right. And it, and it totally hits this idea again of not seeing yourself as a new creature, 
not seeing yourself as God making you the new man, the new lady. It's, it's, it's sad, but you know, when we continue mm-hmm. to see this and when we go to the last verse here in the chapter, it continues on, it says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. So we're told how to put it all together here. I think, um, you know, the fear of the Lord, it's, uh, it's, it's a common theme. I think, you know, throughout Proverbs, we've seen the fear of the Lord. It's uh, and we know that's just true wisdom and God and his word and trust in him. And, uh, uh, so you need to have that fear before that humility comes along before being able mm-hmm. to serve God comes along, uh, before we submit to God the way we have to, you know, so without the fear of God. So as long as we're operating in that narcissism zone, as, as long as we're operating in that crazy place, as long as we're operating in that place where we require to get slammed or we got to slam people, we're arrogant, we're high minded as we're not serving God. We don't have the humility. We, we don't, you know, there's honor with that. And, uh, so we got to remember that, you know, there's a place that we go and, you know, the fear of the Lord is where we start and, mm. and then we have a journey and the journey involves humility. The journey involves trust in God. The journey involves reproofing. Uh, the journey involves instruction. The journey involves changing from the old man into the new man. Uh, the journey involves stepping out. The journey involves a, a commitment to the local church. The journey involves a commitment to your spouse and your family and your whatever your relationships are. Your, uh, you know, that's that's the journey, Stephanie. And I over and over yeah. again, it, it, it's starting with the fear of God. Over and over again, it's talking about the fear of God brings you humility. Yeah. No, you're spot on. And understanding that there's a chance, there's a chance that, you know, it, <laughs> I've, the, the people that seek after honor, that, that it's like they're living for it. And I don't mean honor in a good sense. Okay. In their brain, it's a good thing. Yeah. But I mean, they want the praise of men. They want the accolades. They want the, yeah, they want to be the head honcho in the, in the, circle, you know, in their circles. And of course I'm, I think in terms of Christian circles, so, you know, it's like, and they work so hard for that position and they reek with pride. They reek with arrogancy and understanding that when that's, when that's how you function, first of all, I think it proves that you don't have a fear of God because you can't live in that self-absorbed state and have a fear of God. Yeah. It's crazy. Because these go together. God is saying, um, that a fear of God means you're listening to his word. It means that when you read your Bible, you're not reading it from an angle of pride and arrogancy, an evil way, a froward mouth. You're looking at it as David did saying, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's wisdom. That's what a child of God who, who is following the principle of James, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. That is wisdom. The fear of the Lord is coupled with that wisdom. As you seek to know Lord, the Lord, he will instruct you. I will, what did he say? I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. And as you do that, you humble yourself before the Lord. That will result in a sense where God brings you to a place where he keeps you on your knees before his throne. He keeps you, he keeps you in that set, that spade, that, that, that space of dependability where you understand that in you, you're nothing, but because of Jesus Christ in you, 
Yeah. You can do everything God wants you to do. And then God says, when you humble yourself before me, then I'll honor you. And I, we see this over and over. We see this with Joseph. We see this with David. We see this with Daniel. Um, so many of our Bible heroes, God had to break them. He took them through this process that they were taken, in a sense, to rock bottom. And and I was just talking with a cousin this week, and we've both been through some really rough things in life. And I got brutally honest with him because I don't want, I didn't want him to think he was the only one that had struggled with things we were talking about. And yeah, that it's good to be honest. It is. It's it, 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 be reminded and to even verbalize with someone. Look you're dealing with this? Well, guess what? This is what I dealt with. Yeah. And look at you like, no way it's impossible. And it's like, yeah, because I'm broken. And, and I, I told, I told a cousin this week, I said, God had to break me. He had to, he had to take Charles to take me that low, mm. but I would never go back because yeah. that's what, that's what God used to show himself real to me in ways I didn't even know were humanly possible. And that is what our savior does. And if we will seek to know him and seek to, to fear him and to walk humbly before him, that's, that's what he's looking for. And I'm not trying to say I have anything perfected in the Christian life because that would be blasphemous. I am so far from perfect and from being all God wants me to be. I'm just saying as we seek to know the Lord, yes, it may involve a breaking process. He may humble us. He may do things that leave us feeling like we're completely worthless or broken, but we're not. He is seeking to create in us a vessel of honor that's neat and useful for his service, something that he can use that will shine brightly for him because they know they're nothing and that Jesus Christ as their Savior is everything. Yeah, there you go. And I, you know, I think this goes back to what I mentioned in the beginning that you and I both know a lady who just was hurt so bad narcissistically and, and she had the preponderance, I guess, uh, to become a narcissist as well. That This woman can't even enjoy a church service unless somebody's spewing misogynistic, malignant, narcissistic uh, rhetoric. I mean, and, yeah. and so... Uh, you know, it's not about wisdom when you get to that place. It's yeah. it's not about humility. It's about this ugliness that we know God and you don't. Ha, ha, ha. It's about, you know, we know all the right stuff and you don't. And I think that's a form of godliness. I'm not even sure if some of these people are saved, Stephanie. And I and I don't just put that out there when I get mad at somebody or I don't feel good things. And, and maybe, you know, this particular woman that you and I are talking about, I believe she's probably saved. But I, I'm just saying... You know, you, we can get so caught up in fear in man. We can get so caught up in the uh, the craziness of men and women. We can get so caught up in, 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 and you know, they speak with a vulgar tongue, though they may not be using cuss words and stuff. They call people out. They, And, you know, God says, stop all that. Fear me. It's about my word. It's about what I have to tell you. I'm your God. Uh, it's, there's no sense of having a form of godliness when you can have godliness. And there's a big difference there, Stephanie. And I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about with this individual. I mean, this is a picture of Proverbs coming alive. This is a picture of somebody who, uh, despised, hated, 
uh, instruction. This is yeah. a picture of somebody who hated being rebuked. She she always had to be right. And we know a hundred people like this. And you know, how does somebody get there? How do how does somebody get to the other side of the fear of Lord? Fear of the Lord. Well, you get to the other side of where you mean where you fear the Lord. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean where you have no fear of the Lord and you're not oh, even seeing it. How do you it. get there? Yeah. Well, pride. Pride blinds us to who we are. And um unfortunately. Christians or those who profess to be Christians, you know, we, we've created, what was Jesus' main issue with the Pharisees? It was pride. It was the fact that they had their standards. They had this whole form down. They had it down so good. What did Paul say? He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He, he was, when he, when they inspected Paul, when they put Paul next to the law, he was found blameless. Okay. The Pharisees took so much pride in the fact that their good works, their following of the law, their following the list of rules. Okay. That were man-made, but looked spiritual, that that's what made them holy and righteous and good. And guess what? God hated it. He literally despised it. Jesus called them vipers, okay? In other words, vicious snakes. He called them, so I mean, we could start using Bible terms. People that are against terms like toxic and narcissistic, we could just use the Bible terms. But all that to say, when you're when you're in that position, understand that God cannot tolerate pride. He lists it in Proverbs as something he hates. He lists it as an abomination to him. It is what got Satan kicked out of heaven. Okay. It is the root of all sin. Yeah. Yeah. And that, if if you're living there, you cannot have a fear of God. The two cannot live in the same house. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to try to make sense of where this discussion went today on these three verses is that, you know, it's really about, do you hate God? Well, no, I don't hate God. I don't despise God. Well, can you take instruction? Can you take reproof? Uh, can you hear things? Cause that makes you wise. Do you have the fear of Lord? I mean, is it about God or is it about, you know, listening to some crazy dude, uh, tell you on what life should be like? I mean, how many people follow that nut out in Tennessee that says, if you wear a mask in the church, you're going to hell or something. And you know, I'm not about mask. It's not about, but that's not God's word. That's not godliness. And we, we've reached a place in life where, you know, we know the difference between the truth and in a form of godliness. And the reason we know the difference, the reason Stephanie and I know the difference, and this isn't a pride thing saying it to you, it's because like you, we're studying Proverbs together. Like you, we're studying the word of God together. Like you, we realize that there's precepts involved with being a Christian. There's certain rules. There's things we follow, except in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the, uh, stepping out in obedience, the sanctification process, learning the fear of the, uh, of the Lord. All those things bring us to that place that we want to get to. But short of being able to take that instruction, which is listening to sermons, reading God's word, trusting in God, the fear of God, short of that, we're going down the wrong road, Stephanie. Short of yeah. that, we, we just have a form of godliness. I mean, that's, yeah, that's where exactly. we're ending up today. That's, that's it. Yeah. And so folks, again, you know, like we end every podcast, just about, we have a choice and you made the right choice by listening to this podcast. And I know you're going to make the right choice with God. So do yourself a, a favor today and wake up early. I'm sure you did listen to this and, and just say, God, I, 
you know, instill in me everything you have for me. Instruct me. Instruct me through your word and instruct me through this podcast. Instruct me through my pastor's preaching. Instruct me through the Holy Spirit of God, and he will. Well, we sure do love you, folks. If there's anything we can do for you, make sure you reach out to us on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We'll try to get back to you just as fast as we can. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.